May 1st, 2023, we're in Masechet in the wide lines. If you're counting down, it's 14 lines down, two words before the end of the line. We began this a bit on Friday. The Gemara will now deal with what we've established to a certain extent, what Eruv Tafshilin is. We've discussed some of its details. We've even taken a break and analyzed some of the appropriate and inappropriate aspects with regards to our conduct and behavior on Yom Tov. Uh, says the Gemara now, but what can be used for an Eruv Tavshidim? What sort of foods, what sort of uh, cooked items or otherwise are appropriate? Says the Gemara here, Oseh Adam Tavshil Me'erev Yom Tov. Those were the words of the Mishnah. Mishnah said that if an Erev Yom Tov, a person is to prepare, is uh, to cook an item, which is a cooked item, that's Milashon Bishul, means to cook, uh, that's what you can use if you made it on Eid of Yom Tov, uh, even on Yom Tov, in order to cook for Shabbat that would follow thereafter. Says the Gemara Amara Baye, Lo Shanu Ela. Lo Shanu Ela is a double negative. This is specifically true. Shanu means to teach. We taught specifically, we learned specifically, Tavshil. Uh, it's only if it's a cooked item. Aval Pat, Lo. However, if the person were to prepare bread, that would be insufficient. Again, we're talking about Eruv Tavshili. The words of Abaye should not take us per se by surprise, except for the fact that many of us, if not all of us, have been involved with Eruv Tavshili, and we might know or believe otherwise. But the words of Abaye are, well, when the Mishnah says Tavshil, it means Tavshil. Tavshil means a cooked item. Uh, if it's pat, if it's bread, that would not suffice for your Eruv Tavshili. We'll have to return back to even just these few words. A cake is something that's baked. But our diuk over here is specifically, it appears, it appears, I understand, but it appears as if it's cooked as opposed to baked. The Gemara will talk about something like porridge, which is along the, well, it comes from the same type of stuff as bread. We'll have to debate and discuss what's the specific reason over here. Question? That's what it sounds like. That's certainly what it sounds like. This is so that, we had one of two ways in the Gemara to define this. This is so that, but the general definition, like Rabbi Eliezer, is so the food that I have now is continued for my meal on Shabbat. Obviously, it'll ultimately speaking be enjoyed on Shabbat. So the tafshil is the best item. And it can only be my best item? So the Gemara is one of two angles of articulating something along those lines right now. Says the Gemara, Why is it that when it comes to bread, it's not okay, it's not good? If you'll say, perhaps you'll suggest, Perhaps it's because in order for us to have uh, an appropriate preparation with regards to the pre Yom Tov, Eruv Tavshilin, it needs to be Mide, Mide means something, De Melafeta. Uh, Rashi explains it's Milashon, Lelafet Boetapat. Lelafet Boetapat, as I mentioned on Friday, is something we see several places, many places in Talmud. It's something that the bread would be eaten together with. Today we would say specifically what you dip the bread into, the matbuha and the hummus. Once upon a time it was all your foods. Your foods would be eaten, not per se as a sandwich, but together with your bread. And as a result, the suggestion of the Gemara, and we'll have to read it through Rashi's lenses, uh, even right now, says Rashi, 
Demilafet on the right hand side, Rashi. Liftan, that's the noun, a food which is eaten together with bread, ba'inan, we need. Rashi now fills in the gaps. What's the significance of liftan? Muchach means it's, uh, it's clear. Milta means the matter. By taking something that is eaten together with bread as opposed to the bread itself, Rashi explains for us, that shows, that distinguishes this food as not just the food I would have had at the table anyway. This was food that was important to the extent that I see it, I know it, and I realize it's for Shabbat. So as the Gemara back back in our Gemara, Ilema, maybe the reason is Perhaps the reason Abaye told us based on our Mishnah that bread is insufficient for Eruv Tafshilin is because you need something that's eaten together with the bread, not the bread itself. Bread is not eaten with bread, is it? Wait a second, says the Gemara. Dayesa, Dayesa, imagine is translated as porridge. Rashi elsewhere, Masechet Berachot, one or two other places, tells us that Dayesa was made from Hitim Ketushot Mevushalot. They used to take wheat and they would cut them very finely, and they had a whole art to exactly how to cut them, and then they would cook that. They would put that into water afterwards, and that's what made Dayesa. Porridge, I think, is the translation. So, says the Gemara, well, nobody, apparently, will, and we'll read about this in a moment, we'll even make fun of people who would, nobody will eat their porridge together with bread. And uh, porridge, after all, is the reason most people wouldn't is because it's just like bread, as I just said a moment ago. It comes from wheat, it's just cut up and cooked instead of baked. And, uh, after all, we know that dayesa porridge is not eaten together with bread because Rabbi Zera would make fun of, he would uh, laugh at, Hane bavlae, bavlae, people from Bavel, tipshae, he would refer to them as foolish, as silly, as stupid. What made them so? De nahama nahama. they eat their bread together with bread. Effectively, what he's describing is they would eat their bread together with porridge, or their porridge with bread, which means to say, batla da'atan, is the words of Magen Abraham in this context. And the, the bavlaim do that, nobody does that. That's silly, that's nonsense. That's an expression of something that's out of the norm. We could, on another occasion, talk about the significance of uh, why do you get so worked up about food, ways of eating? Might be something more to it, the specifics, the bread with the bread. But uh, in this context, for our purposes right now, in the halakha sense, not in the mahshava sense, what he's doing is he's making fun of them. And we're understanding then that porridge is not eaten together with bread, according to what we thought and think in Abaye. In his interpretation of our Mishnah, the reason bread is not sufficient is because bread is not coupled together with bread. Clearly, dayesa, porridge, would be insufficient for Eruv Tavshilin. And nonetheless, period. According to this Pesach Kalacha, you could, together with dayesa, together with porridge, make Eruv Tavshilin, or not even together, make Eruv Tavshilin with dayesa. Wait a second. I thought you told me the whole purpose and the reason you negated bread was because it's Mideh de Milafet Ba'inan. Clearly, that's not the reason. 
Clearly, there's another reason why bread is insufficient. If it was only because bread is not muhah milta, it's not standing out, it's not distinguished, because it's not eaten together with the bread to give it its own mark, its own character, well, then dayesa wouldn't be good either. The fact that dayesa is good tells us that the reason for bread not being good for Eruf Tafshilin must be a different reason. Ela, rather, says the Gemara, the reason bread is insufficient is for another reason. Mide de la shakiyah ba'inan. It needs to be more than just it's distinguished because it's eaten with bread. It needs to be something which is la shakiyah. Now, shakiyah means prevalent, means common. Uh, to quantify that word is very difficult. But we can, at the very least, stay, say without a doubt that bread is exceptionally common at meals. Bread is al halechem levado the pasuk ultimately speaking tells us in Devarim Moshe's words to Am Yisrael he says you don't only eat live by bread you live by the words of God as well that much we understand but it means that in the physical sense we live by bread bread is the staple of once upon a time before you know health situations took hold it was the staple of any person's diet as a result the fact that you have bread made before Yom Tov is not at all a matter which will be set apart and understood this is fa'iruf tafshirin, it's to shakhiyah. And as a result, says the Gemara, rather, midde de la shakhiyah ba'inan upat shakhiyah based on the uh, quantifications, based on the calculations of the rabbis, porridge is not common enough, it's not prevalent enough, and as a result, porridge is sufficient. It's not prevalent in that respect. It will stand out because it's not prevalent. It's not about being eaten together with bread. It's about it being something which is not as common, whereas bread is insufficient. That's the Pesach Halakha version 1 here in the Gemara. Again, when everything... So, great... Just hang a second. Hang a second. Clearly, according to this version of the Gemara, the Gemara will give us another one, which will only tweak it, only make it a little bit more difficult to even use porridge. But bread is insufficient on its own. It appears more than just on its own. It was an interesting word you added. Again, you're doing it based on your own practice. It would appear quite simply that bread is a non-factor when it comes to Eruv Tashin. I understand what you're saying, Robbie, but what, does, what's, what purpose does it serve? I'm playing devil's advocate for the moment. What purpose does it serve? Uh, and that's necessary. He didn't say that. He didn't say you can't only. As a matter of fact, if you look on the right-hand side at Rashi, there's a, a Rashi, which seems to be just one of these Rashis. You, you raise your eyebrows and don't understand exactly why he wrote this. Because he's, he's aware and he assumes we're aware of how the Gemara's ebb and flow works. Lo shanuz, the first words we had in the Gemara. Abaye said those words in our Mishnah, that you need eruv tafshilin. Lo shanu ela, remember ela midet milafet, ela midet tafshil, avalpat, lo, Rashi. Lo shanu dehave eruv. Two words, dehave, that it is eruv. Why does Rashi say those? I mean, obviously, the words of Abaye are going on the words of our Mishnah. The words of our Mishnah are telling us you need to have it Eruv Tavshilin. Abaye says it's only considered an Eruv Tavshilin if it's not bread, if it's something else. Why does he have those words? That it's an Eruv. The diuk of many Akharonim in this Rashi is that Rashi is telling us that bread is a non-factor. Bread is a nothing. It's not Eruv. It's not part of the Eruv. Now that stands in stark contrast to... No, 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 Rashi will, there'll be one word, Rashi's. 
Tosafot and that we could even pause in the Gemara for a moment now. Tosafot and Amutbet. Now it's skipping ahead, no doubt. We'll need to see one or two Gemarot in the middle, but as a result, we'll skip just a brief part in the Tosafot. But it's an important Tosafot already at this point. It's the last Tosafot here on Yodzayin Amutbet. There are only three. It's Dibura Matchila Marava Vihilcheta Ketana Didan Okay, so what we need to read is just two lines into the Tosafot, where it says, Vava Aleph Resh Taf, Ve'omer, or Ve'amar Rabbeinu Tam. Rabbeinu Tam is weighing in on our issue for all intents and purposes. Dila'afiyah, if you're interested in not just cooking on the, on, on the holiday for Shabbat, but in baking as well. Keep in mind, our assumption is you're not just making cooked dishes, but you're even going to make... I don't know, Mazda, you're even going to make uh, bread, you're going to make cake. Dil'afiyah, sarikli arev, gam bepat. Says Rabbeinu Tam, although a tavshil is necessary, a cooked item is necessary for my iluv tavshilin, that's for the bishul. If you want for afiyah, if you want for baking, you need bread. Ve'eno yachol la'afot al iluv tavshil ehad. You can't just use your singular tavshil. That's not sufficient. Deha, his rationale, his reason, After all, we follow the opinion, he says, of Rabili Ezer. Now, I told you all, and we did, to take careful attention, uh, pay careful attention to Rabili Ezer at the very onset of our Gemara. Uh, if you recall, at the very onset of our Gemara, we had Rabili Ezer's statement as to why we do Eruv Tafshilim. Now, it seemed like Somewhat of a minor point. We read already in Rashid and Eruv Tafshilin is Omid Rabbanan. Any pasuk he's going to cite is what we call Asmachta. This isn't the source, this isn't the grounding. But it does underlie the reason for Eruv Tafshilin. Rabbi Eliezer quoted that pasuk by the man. That which you're going to bake, you should have baked from beforehand. That which you're going to cook, you should begin cooking before. Pause for a second. Did you listen to his words? What was he talking about? Anything that you're going to bake, bake, begin now. Anything you're going to cook, begin cooking now. You heard his words. His words, and it's the way Rashi interpreted it there on the page, are implying to us that anything I'm going to do on Yom Tov for Shabbat really began before Yom Tov. And so as a result, if I just made Tosafot or suggesting a cooked item, that won't be sufficient for me to, quote, continue baking for Shabbat. I didn't begin baking for Shabbat. It's for that reason Rabbeinu Tam is arguing that it's necessary to not only have a cooked item. Cooked item will help me, quote, continue cooking for Shabbat on Yom Tov. But a baked item is a... The pasuk goes out of its way and says, as a matter of fact, Moshe says to the people, you need both. That's Rabbeinu Tam's opinion. These are the words that we remember. How does he know we follow From mayete means brings, from the fact that the Gemara brought it as setam, as the opinion there on the, at the onset of our Perik on Daftet Vav. Now we need to, for just a moment, skip a little bit in the middle here because he's referring to a Gemara 
uh, that we have uh, in the interim, and about 10 lines before the end of Tosaf, or maybe 11 lines before, the first word of the line is Vehad de Ka'amar, first words. Vehad de Ka'amar Abaye. He's now bringing us back to our Gemara. Abaye's words. Remember Abaye's words in our Gemara. Abaye said specifically a Tavshil, but not pat, not bread. Those words of Abaye are in sharp. They don't sound right according to Rabbeinu Tam. After all, Rashi's interpretation in our Gemara was Abaye is defining, he's quantifying what is Eruv Tavshilim, cooked item. Quote, what about those words of Abaye? They sound like bread is not a part of the entity known as Eruv Tavshilin. Says Tosafot, Abaye must be talking about when you're just interested in cooking. Right. He's referring to our Mishnah. Our Mishnah perhaps is referring to only cooking. If you want to bake as well, you need a baked item. Uh, that's Rabbeinu Tam's claim. So effectively, our reading of Rashi, which is the reading of many, not all, uh, goes up against Rabbeinu Tam over here. According to Rashi, one cooked item, sufficient. Like our Mishnah, Betilel, simple interpretation. According to Rabbeinu Tam, if you're interested in baking as well, you'd need bread. Says Tosafot, wait a second, would you know it, the nephew of Rabbeinu Tam, Ben Utam potentially disagreeing with his grandfather Rashi. Now his nephew is going to defend, well, the great-grandfather's opinion. Uh, as will become clear in Tosafot, the one we're referring to here, not a Yitzhak of Don Pierre, but a, grand, uh, uh, a nephew of Rabbeinu Tam. Hada, number one, First and foremost, Abaye's words and several, one or two other Gemarot in the interim make somewhat clear in, uh, in, the, in the absence of any other words that the only thing you need is a cooked item. The fact that the Gemara doesn't say cooked item and at any point, sounds like all you need is one cooked item, even for baking. Because of the simple wording. In other words, if I'm going to teach you from the Gemara, imagine I'm giving... I got you. I'm, I, we're getting to the Pasuk in a second. Right now, from the evidence from the Gemara. You listen to the class. Let's consider the Gemara the class. And at no point in the class did the rabbi say anything about a cooked and a baked item. That in and of itself, the silence is, is, speaks a lot. The fact that the Gemara at no point says you need not only cooked but also baked, even though we had the Derasha earlier, we're going to have to return to right now, already makes it clear, makes it somewhat clear to us, we're not interested in two items. The Mishnah only says one. That was the argument of Rabbeinu Tam. Rabbeinu Yitzhak says Doha. Rabbeinu Yitzhak says Eh. If you're honoring Shabbat and you're going to give respect to Shabbat, that's why we're doing this, right? right. So you're not going to have bread alone for sure not. So they emphasize on the cooking because they want to make sure you have a cooked item and the bread is a bonus. Again, is it a bonus or is it a necessity? No. Keep in mind, with regards to my onik Shabbat, as much as it's wonderful to have many other delicacies, I need to have lech mishneh. So everybody knows I need to have the bread. You can't even can't call it a bonus per se. You need some bread. The question is, is the bread required for the eruv tafshilin or not? I got it. I think that's where these guys are going as well. I think that's what Robbie was really saying in his, in his own words. I think he was saying, there's an assumption you had bread. And that's why we're not talking about making more bread, whereas cooked items need to be made more fresh. Understood? That would be the defense of Rabbeinu Tam. Along those lines. Who has it and who has a kitchen without bread? Who has a home without bread? You have it stored for longer than you have a cooked item when you didn't have refrigeration. 
It's a defense for Rabbeinu Tam, no question. Continues Tosafot, says Rabbeinu Yitzhak also has to, now he has to deal, now he has, that was his offense. Now he needs to play defense and explain what about Rabbi Eliezer's statement. Rabbi Eliezer says, tofu efu, you have to be ofer al ha'afui. You have to be mevashel on the mevushal. You have to cook on the cooked and bake on the baked item. It sounds like you need a baked item. When the Gemara brought that, it was a warm-up act, my words. It was getting the guys into it. You want to know what we're dealing with? We're dealing with something called the Eruv Tavshile. Let me tell you what Rabili Ezer says about one second, Rabbi. But you told us a little bit different. I was getting into it. He pointed to a pasuk. It was a beautiful interpretation. Doesn't mean that that's my shita per se. Doesn't mean the Gemara is assumed. The Gemara didn't say it's halacha. The Gemara says my tama. What's the reason? You cited one opinion. El asmachta yete. It was an asmachta. It was not to be taken as a halachic statement, as something that has bearings with regards to our halakha ala eruve tafshilin ela adraba quite the opposite is true kayim alan kirbi yoshua we go like kirbi yoshua disagrees with biliyaz bi yoshua never heard of bi yoshua I mean I've heard of him but not now we didn't say anything that he said turn back to daftet vav amudbet there was no bi yoshua legabeder biliyaz we go to bi yoshua over biliyaz mishum der biliyaz shamuti the kelal the principle in Talmud is we don't follow biliyaz's opinion why don't we follow Biliyaz's opinion on the Badi Hilchita? Because it's what's known as Shamuti. The Gemara says this in one of two places. And the interpretation of Tosafot, the beginning of Masech Nida, is one of two, Rashi and Tosafot, Shamuti, either Milashon Shamai, he was an adherent of Bet Shamai, and as a result, not posek like Bet Shamai, well, a posek like Bet Hila, Biliyazer never wins in his battles with Rabbi Yehoshua. Alternatively, Shamuti is Milashon Shamta. Shamta means to excommunicate. Biliyazer was the rabbi in Baba Metzian Dafnuntet that we've referred to in recent days, once or twice already, where he was excommunicated for saying that the Torah can come from heavens to defend him in the Tanushil Achnai episode. Regardless of which interpretation, the Gemara seems somewhat clear and keen on telling us we don't go like Biliyazer. So the Gemara citing it over here, like I said, it was a warm-up act. It was to get the guys into it. Who's Rabbi Yoshua, says Mars. Rabbi Yoshua, palig Yerushalmi. In our um, sister Masechet, uh, Beta Yerushalmi, we got the other side of things. Who's Rabbi Yoshua? Ve'amar, ofin, you missed so much, Jared, we're already on Daf Yod Zayin, Amut Bet. Ve'amar, ofin umevashilin al hamevushal. The explicit words of Rabbi Yoshua in Talmud Yerushalmi are that you can even cook al hamevushal. Those are very telling words. You don't need a, a baked item for baking. Ofin umevashilin al hamevushal. Even just with a bake or with a cooked item, you can bake. That's a, he doesn't say. He doesn't say. And you don't, and you don't understand why not. The reasons of Abaye. Melafet either or, um, or or alternatively it's shakiyah that that much we'll understand concludes Tosafot concludes Rabenu Yitzhak umikom akom omeri however be Yitzhak said about himself lo milani libi my heart is not filled and fat enough in other words I'm not hoary and and and, and ostentatious enough laavor al divre dodi to go against my uncle Rabenu Tam and as a result concludes Tosafot v'sarich shenet avshilin pat 
v'tavshil. You need two items, both a pot, both bread, and tavshil. V'chen amad davar is an expression which means, and that's what the people do. Very briefly, before we return to our Gemara, Pesach Halacha, I told you there's one or two more Gemarot, but for all those purposes, we saw what we needed to see on this matter. We'll fill in the other Gemarot, importantly. Says Shohan Aruch in Siman Taf Kof Kaf Zayin in Sa'if, in Sa'if, in Sa'if Dalet, says Shohan Aruch, excuse me, in Sa'if Bet, Eruv Ze Osin Oto Bepat V'tavshil. Eruv tavshilin is done with bread and a cooked item. All right, so open and shut. V'im lo asa'or ila mitavshil levad. What if you only did it from a cooked item? Mutar, it's permitted. What's Shohan Aruch telling you? Ideally, lechatechila, we follow Rabbeinu Tam. If not, we fall back on Rabbeinu Yitzhak on what we suggested is Rashi. That's the Pesach Halachan. You can't just take a piece of bread that's lying around. No. No, no, no. No, no, you need. Wait, that's a wonderful. Hang tight, hang tight, hang tight. We'll deal with this in a minute, in the, literally, well, I don't know, maybe in a day. In the Gemara, something similar, something that's left over from baking, but from cooking for the holiday. But by extension, the fact that I bought it or that I have it and I'm dedicating it for Shabbat, that's sufficient to say it's for Shabbat. But it should be designated for Shabbat. No, that needs to be the mindset and, and what's, what's set forth with it. What's that? You're going to make the Tenai and the Beracha on it, indeed. Um, I, I will tell you, there is a question in Poskim. Hacham Vadya Yosef is mekil on this. There's a question in Poskim. What if you only did bread? I don't know. Either you didn't have. I don't know why you wouldn't have. Or you're a bit of an Amhar. It's you're not aware of the laws. You heard, you saw something about having some pita, some, some matzah. And so that's what you grabbed. That's all you did. Were you Yosef or not? So many of... What about were you... Of course. He, a hundred percent. You're not going to be Yosef for your Eruv Tavshilin. Abaye told us that. Are you going to be Yosef for baking bread, for making mazeh for Shabbat? You understand those? For cooking, you're not going to be. That's where the question arises. Many argue no. It's only on the curtails, as, as, uh, as Alan's been saying, of the cooked item. You're throwing it in and you say, this will help me to bake. But you can't make it just in and of itself. Alternatively, many of the poskim before him as well say, now in that circumstance, it wasn't ideal. You shouldn't be doing it like that, but you fulfilled it at the very least for baking. All right, back in our Gemara, though. So again, back into the mindset of our Gemara briefly because we have to take the second version into account. Our Gemara then brought us to Abaye. Abaye was commenting on the Mishnah. The Mishnah told us, Eruv Tavshilin, one Tavshil according to Beti Lev. One cooked item according to Beti Lev. Says Abaye, wait a second, that's telling me a cooked item, but not a baked item, such as specific. He says, it doesn't say any baked item, it says not bread. And the Gemara's understanding initially is maybe it's because it needs to be something that's eaten with bread. That's Muhammad says Rashi. Says Gemara, no, 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 you see porridge, dayesa is okay, it's not eaten with bread. Rather, it must be because it's something which is la it's not prevalent, it's not common. And dayesa, porridge, is not, however, bread is. Now, says the Gemara, we have a different version. The, excuse me, ikade amre, about uh, 11 lines from the bottom now, ikade amre. When the Gemara throws in those words or brings up those words, generally speaking, very often it means everything we just learned, kind of still in place, but it's going to be tweaked. 
What do you mean it's going to be tweaked? What happened in the Midrash? The answer is we're not 100% certain what happened in the Midrash. This is Torah Shvalpeh. You walk out of the class. I'm the greatest example, right? You walk out of the class, each one of you have a different version as to what I said, right? I mean, over the course of time, the passage of time, and not that they, they were much clearer than me, but they, over the passage of time, there were different versions. So everybody had a general picture of what took place. There was. Just, just give it a second. Well, wait, wait, wait till, wait till you hear from me. Says the Gemara, "Ikad amre." There are those who say that the version goes like this: "Amar Abaye lo shanuela tavshil, aval pat lo." So far, Abaye's words version is identical. The class started the same way in terms of our tradition, in terms of our holding on to the tradition. It was exactly ma'ita The question was posed in the midrash of the course of time. What's the reason of Abaye? What's the reason of the Mishnah? Ilema. Maybe the reason is Maybe the reason is based on what we concluded a moment ago. You got that so far? The ilema is flipped. Right, Ilema was what? Well, maybe the reason is uh, beforehand we said maybe the reason is because something that's eaten with bread. I'm saying no, 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 because no, porridge is eaten with bread. And you could use a fairy of tafshir. That's not the way we're starting right now. The way we're starting right now is we're starting in the opposite direction. Maybe it's because it can't be something that's common. Bread is common. Wait a second. Would you say then that porridge is okay because it's not common? Here's the key line. That's what just changed. And according to this tradition, you can't use porridge, which means to say that the reason that Eruv Tavshilin is not to be done with bread is not because of the Lashachiha, because if that were the case, then porridge would be okay. Rather, it must be for a different reason. Rather, it must be instead the opposite, the way we began the conversation beforehand. The only thing that changed our, reason, our direction in the conversation earlier was this detail that porridge is sufficient. According to this version, porridge is not sufficient. After all, porridge and bread are similar in that neither one of them should, in a normal sense, be eaten together with bread. And as a result, in the words of Rashid, it's Remember those words of Abaye, those silly Babylonians who eat their bread meaning their porridge together with their bread, meaning their actual bread, uh, period. That's the two versions of the Gemara. Not that, per se, we're really nervous about porridge, Eruv Tavshilin, in today's day and age, at least not in my household, but at the very least, uh, we can uh, nonetheless read from Shohan Aruch here in Tav Kof Kaf Zayin, says Shohan Aruch, Sarich, it needs to be something that will be eaten together with bread. Can you guess his next words? Is porridge going to be okay or not? Obviously not. And therefore, this comes to exclude. That's the Pesach of Shohan Aruch. It's the Humrah. It's the second version of the Gemara. Go ahead. That you eat together with your bread. Exactly, exactly. Maybe. Very important question. So I very briefly threw it in, but I wasn't clear enough about it. it says, Levy says, but wait a second. We're going probably based on what people do, not on what the rabbis think we should be doing. Uh, so the Gemara says that that's what the Babylonians are doing. So in Bavel, Dayesa, even according to the Maskana, the Gemara should be sufficient. Even worse, what, 
So, so what seems to be, what seems, what's, what, what, Magen, what Magen Abraham in his commentary to Shohan Aruch right here on this Sa'if seems to write is that that expression of Rabbi Zeran saying, he's saying, there, the anomaly. Again, how do you and I decide who's the anomaly, who's the exception, who's the rule? I don't know, but that's his statement. So his statement is, as much as we look around and our culture and society might be doing, that's not the normal way. So at the very least, the definition over here of the normal way is being spelled out, even though our neighboring Babylonians do this, not the way it is, not the way we imagine it, even in the regular sense by the letter of uh, the way it should be. Okay, says the Gemara onward, about uh, six lines from the bottom. Adashim shebeshule kedera. Adashim means lentils. Shule means at the bottom of, literally the feet of. So the bottom of the kedera, the bottom of the pot. Somech alehen mishum eruve tavshilim. Which means to say, we'll take a look very briefly at Rashi. On the at the right hand side, shebeshule kedera shenisharu belomitkaven. The issue is not per se that we're dealing with adashim lentils. It's specifically the context. It's the fact that they're left over at the bottom of the pot. Rashi belomitkaven. It was never your intention. Your intention was not to uh, have leftover lentils. They were left over. Can they be used for eruv tavshilim? Pause for a second. You certainly began cooking without that intention. Rashi's making that clear for us. When is it that you're using this and defining this as my eruv tavshilim? Is it after I ate from it on Yom Tov? Or is this specifically somehow before Yom Tov? Now, we can't imagine because we've made it clear already. We even debated it. Does it need to be eight of Yom Tov or three or four days before Yom Tov? But ultimately speaking, even three or four, it can't be on Yom Tov, can it? Rashi. Somech alehem. Rashi needs to add in these words. Me'erev Yom Tov. Rashi needs to tell us those words. Leshem eruv amrinan. And we don't say lahashiveh ubetileh. And we don't say the Hidush for Rashi in the Gemara is, we don't say that this is not important since it was left over and it wasn't my intention to begin with. Uh, what's the context? What's the situation? I think it's somewhat easy. Uh, prepared in one pot and then you're transferring it into another serving dish before the holiday. And so you have leftover and you're using that for your Eruv Tavshilin. Now you didn't prepare it per se for your Eruv Tavshilin. That's the reading of Rashi. But nonetheless, on Erev Yom Tov, you did define it as your Erev Tavshin. It must be so. It's not Hashub, so it's not going to be good. But it's not Hashub, you would have thought it's not going to be good. The Hidush is, it is good. That's the statement. Yeah, Adashim, why not? Everything's eaten with bread except for bread, you know, basically. So, so says. Now, that is not the only opinion. It is the Pesach Halakha. Mordechi quotes another opinion. There is another opinion, Rosh addresses this as well. There is another approach on this matter. All right, we'll begin with this tomorrow and continue in the Gemara. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen, amen.